Hello and welcome to Astrology Today, your regular look at the planetary movements and how astrology may affect and hopefully improve your life. Hi there, I'm Norma Lachance. I'm your host. I'm a life coach, a mathematician, and an inspired astrologer. And you've joined me for the weekend perspective as well as the full moon in Aries for Friday, October 7th, 2022. Welcome to the podcast and happy Friday. Yes, the weekend is here. So we're going to talk all about the weekend. I just want to preface uh, the podcast with, all right, buckle up. It might be a little bit of a longer one just because I am going to talk about the weekend and the important aspects and transits that are happening over the weekend, as well as talking about the full moon that is uh, coming in on Sunday. I've got some great uh, individual charts, uh, listener charts that I'm going to listen or that I'm going to talk about. And so thank you so much for the great response uh, in terms of volunteering. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be looking at some individual charts, which is always interesting. Now, having said that, if you really enjoy listening to, you know, that little, you know, little snapshot into somebody's life when we get to look at somebody's individual chart, which is always fun. Um, If you like that, then you know what, you want to consider joining us for our new moon sessions. It's exactly what we do, except it's live and on Zoom. And we look at everybody's charts. And it's a very supportive, wonderful community of peeps uh, that have that gather together at the new moon. I'll be putting the Zoom link up. Of course, it'll be in two weeks because of, you know, we're in the full moon phase right now. Um, But anyways, I just wanted to mention that if you enjoy that part of the podcast, you might also enjoy joining us on Zoom. And the only other thing I want to mention is horoscopes for October are out. Now, if you're new to the podcast, I've started doing uh, horoscopes right at the beginning of the month, and I created it as a bonus episode. So go back, it's labeled bonus, so it should be easy to find. And and it's still early in October and you can listen to uh, what's in store, uh, according to Norma, <laughs> for the month of October. Uh, well, anyways, I hope you enjoy those horoscopes. Okay, let's get to the themes for the weekend. All right, starting off looking at the moon currently in Pisces and just for today. So it has been in Pisces for the last day or so, and it's going to quickly move into Aries. So here when it's in Pisces just for today, definitely higher on the intuitive scale, much more, you know, a little bit more sensitive and emotional. And then by tomorrow, it will be moving into Aries, preparing for the full moon, obviously, because it's going to be in Aries for the full moon. That's why we call it a full moon in Aries which is happening on Sunday. And, you know, what can we expect here? Well, you know, when the moon is in Aries, it's, it's, well, the the one liner I have in our household is no online shopping. <laughs> when the moon is in Aries, it's kind of like when you're standing in line at whatever, you know, big box store or wherever, and they have what I call it, the impulse line, you know, where you're standing there like, hmm, do I need more pens? Sure I do. Do I need, you know, breath mints? Yes, of course I do. And so you dump a whole bunch of stuff into your cart that you may not necessarily need, but oh my gosh, it just looks so inviting. Well, that's definitely moon and Aries, very impetuous, impulsive, kind of, you know, spur of the moment, um, 
you know, um, exp- you know, expressions of feelings, right? And so it's that impulse buying sense that we get when the moon is in Aries. And yeah, so very fiery, you know, um, striking out, starting new things, getting excited about, you know, it's like that first date feeling, you know, that's definitely moon and Aries sensation. Now, as uh, you know, the moon being our quickest moving planet, there are a couple of aspects that I want to talk about involving the moon. Uh, today, for example, the moon will be exactly conjunct with Neptune. So Neptune tends to blur everything, you know, it doesn't make things completely clear. And so this could mean, you know, as it's combining with the moon, which rules our emotions and our feelings, it can really be around, you know, blurry, uh, unclear emotions. And so things can get misconstrued, you know, or you may not be fully clear about how you are feeling. So that's just for today. Then tomorrow, the moon moves on quickly and conjunct with Jupiter. And Jupiter tends to bolster anything it comes into contact with. So like expanding, increasing feelings, there may be the sensation of adventure or, you know, risk taking, perhaps, and with a combination in Aries, that's um that sounds like something. It it could be, you know, this idea of the search for higher meaning. I, I always think about that when, uh, when we're in contact with Jupiter. Now, the only other thing I want to mention about the weekend, and it's quite important, it starts today. It's a big, beautiful air grand trine. Oh my gosh, Norma, what is that? Well, a grand trine is a big equilateral triangle. How can you tell? I used to teach math uh, right in the middle of the tangent, uh, the, the transit rather. And, you know, so it's three planets that are at the endpoints of that triangle and each one is a trine. And trines are really supportive, easy aspects that really help the planets blend well together. And the fact that I there, it's called an air grand trine just means that all three of the planets are in air signs. And this can really support the idea that air is all around, you know, the intellect, rationality, logic, detached. And so, you know, decisions and ideas and thoughts and actions that come forward while this air grand grand trine is going on are really based in logic. They're not it's not random. You're, you're able to kind of pull yourself back, look at things objectively, make rational decisions, which is really lovely. Now, the other great thing is we're going to be in this for about two weeks, all the way until the 19th of October, starting today. And what are the planets that we're talking about here, Norma? Well, we've got Saturn trined with uh, the Sun Venus, which is a combo because they're kind of attached at the hip right now. And then that's trined with Mars. So really what I see here is this rational ability to kind of reach your goals represented by the sun goals around relating relating to other people and goals around your discipline and goals around action so really moving forward in goals that you have from a rational objective perspective All right. Well, clearly the headline story for the weekend is the full moon that's occurring on Sunday. So let's just talk a little bit about the details. You know how I love to nerd out on the astrology. So yes, so full moon in Aries occurring Sunday, October 9th. It's happening uh, at 1.54 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. That is the time it's happening in my time zone. So clearly, you know, make the adjustment for where you are. Its longitudinal position is 16 degrees, 32 minutes. Now let's talk about what 
the configuration is for a full moon. So a full moon is when the moon and the sun are opposite each other. So we say full moon in Aries, but you're like, wait a minute, Norma, we're in Libra season. How does that make sense? Well, it makes sense because the sun is in Libra and across from it, a directly opposite it is the moon that is in Aries. And so we're halfway through the lunar cycle. Of course, the lunar cycle starts at the new moon. So in two weeks, you know, the moon will zip around and it'll join the sun. Now, side note, the next new moon is actually going to be a solar eclipse. And so that is going to be quite significant. So I would seriously consider joining us uh, for the new moon session. It's going to be a good one with the solar eclipse or eclipse season really starting. All right. So back to this full moon. All right. So it's an opposition. So keep in mind that, you know, oppositions are this idea to try and balance the, uh, the energies of the two endpoints. Sometimes we're swinging between the two, kind of like a pendulum or a teeter totter. All of those are really good uh, analogies for how a full moon feels. Now let's just dig into the details a bit. So on the one hand, on the one side of the teeter-totter, we've got the sun, as I said, but currently, specifically for this uh, full moon, it's conjunct Venus, both in Libra. And so this is really on kind of the diplomatic side, if you will. Libra tends to be all about, well, yes, the balance, but also relating to others which is only strengthened by the fact that we have Venus in the mix. And so it can be really around, you know, our creative expression in relationship or any kind of relationship goals that we have. That's all related to having the sun and Venus on that one side of the teeter-totter. Now, the fact that it's in Libra tends to support the idea, well, how are you going to express yourself in relationship? Probably in a balanced way, in a diplomatic way, in a fair way. Those are all descriptors that we would use. Now, on the other side of the teeter-totter is the moon. And the moon is, by the way, not alone either in this particular full moon scenario. So we have the moon with Chiron tightly conjunct. And so Chiron representing, you know, the wounded healer, on the other side of this balancing act here, we may have, you know, healing and expressing our wounds. So any kind of feelings that we have around perhaps old wounds. And I would suggest that definitely has something to do with uh, relationship, you know, perhaps you've got some baggage or some old wounds that are lingering here. Now, the fact that it's in Aries really shows that, you know, there may be some decisive action that happens. Aries tends to, as I said, a bit impetuous, a bit impulsive. So there might be some quick action decisively or otherwise that may be going on. So that's really the big overall picture of what's happening with this full moon. Now to speak specifically, as I'm going to do in the next segment about uh, particular charts, what I look at is two houses. And so the house placement here is important because it shows us where is this happening? Where is this balancing act going on for me? All right, as promised, I am going to look at some individual charts. And what I decided to do had a great response uh, from a lot of uh, regular listeners, but I've decided to choose uh, brand new uh, volunteers. And so these are people that have either been listening for a long time and there's their first time that they've sent in their chart or they're brand new listeners and they've sent in their chart. So these are people that have never volunteered before. So I really appreciate that. And always, you know, report back. Let me know how it goes, how the full moon was for you. Uh, 
based on perhaps what I say, if anything I've said resonates with you. Okay, so here we go. So the first uh, volunteer chart that I've got is from Joe. And uh, he's got a really interesting placement here. He's got the, as I said, it's two houses that we're talking about. So we've got the sun and Venus in the 10th, opposite the moon and Chiron in the fourth. Now this is this classic career home balance that a lot of people, you know, struggle with. And so here having, you know, to balance his goals around career and how he relates to others, perhaps within his career and perhaps any sort of healing or learning that needs to be done in the home or in the home environment or really the the foundation of your chart. And, you know, it's probably, I don't, you know, I'm not going to divulge how old Joe is, but I'm going to guess that maybe this isn't the first time. How to do it better, how to better balance home along with your career. Okay, moving on. Next volunteer is Doll. What a great name. Love that. So Doll has uh, Sun and uh, Venus in the first house, opposite Moon and Chiron in the seventh house. Again, another classic face-off between me, represented by the first house, my personal development, or Doll's in this case, Doll's personal development, self-development, opposite the other. So perhaps the partner, the relation, the key relationship. So here it's around, you know, some goals that you may have around the connection with yourself and your personal development, facing off against perhaps some healing or some learning need to be done in relationship and or in partnerships. Okay, and moving on to Andrea. Andrea's got uh, Sun and v Venus in the second house, opposite Moon and Chiron in the eighth. So here we have second house is all around your income, your money, your possessions, your values, or what you hold dear, the things that are valuable to you. And uh, so you may be trying to balance some goals that you have in that way in terms of maybe how much money you're bringing in or your values, as opposed to eighth house, which is around shared resources, resources that you share with someone else. Perhaps it's a property like a house or a joint bank account or debt or insurance. These are things or inheritance, all those super sexy, I know, <laughs> those really sexy kind of themes, and perhaps some learning or healing that you need to do around, uh, you know, your debt or inheritance. Okay, moving on to Kate. Kate has a uh, Sun in Venus in the fifth house, opposite Moon and Chiron in the 11th. So here, fifth house is around your creativity. And so maybe you've got some goals around, you know, your personal expression, you know, putting yourself out there uniquely in a creative way. It may be around, you know, relating and or loving children. Fifth house represents children. That doesn't, if you don't have children, perhaps you have children in your life that you are, you know, wanting to, um, you know, work on your relationships with those children. And then that's facing off against perhaps some, some, um, you know, nurturing and or mothering in a social group. So perhaps there's a social cause that you're involved with, or a group, you know, a peer group that you're quite attached to that you may be um, finding some comfort there. So face off between those two houses. And then finally, I've got Alexandra. And I'm, I'm amazed by the charts that I've chosen that all of the house placements are different, which is really fun. So moon, pardon me, sun and the Venus in the third house, opposite moon and Chiron in the ninth. So third house 
is around neighborhood, sort of like the, the quick commute, the short trip to the grocery store. So basically your neighborhood and, or it could be around siblings are also uh, a third house theme. So perhaps you've got some goals again, with this overall theme of relating and relationship with siblings, perhaps there's something that needs to be worked out there, as opposed to on the other side, the opposition with the ninth house is finding some comfort or some nurturing or some searching in terms of higher meaning. Ninth house is really around expanding, uh, philosophy, religion, perhaps there's some healing of some wounds around that search for meaning, that search for philosophy and or uh, religion. Okay, well, that was a podcast. Yes, I think that's one of my longest ones ever. I certainly hope you get something out of it. I, I try not to take up too much of your time. I am also a huge podcast listener. And uh, I like the short and sweet ones where I can just, you know, fit it in on a walk or, you know, while I'm uh, working in my home. So I, I certainly hope you got something out of it. If you do enjoy my podcast, I just ask you to rate, review, subscribe, and, you know, share it with friends and family. It just makes it easier for other people to find me. I am back on Tuesday when we will be looking at uh, what's happening uh, post full moon that is as well as any other important aspects that are going on. All right well I hope you have a fantastic day and I look forward to speaking to you again very soon.